Sometimes studying the Bible can feel overwhelming and confusing. Grounded in Truth with Janet Dennison will help you learn to study, understand, and apply God's Word to your daily life. His Word is true. And guess what? It's for everyone. So thanks for joining us today as we dive into Scripture together. to the Grounded in Truth podcast with me, Janet Dennison. We will be looking at one of the most beloved passages of Scripture over the next several weeks. Psalm 23 is a picture of the relationship God wants to have with you in this life and eternally. Whatever you are facing today, you can find encouragement, strength, and rest in these words of praise from King David. Let's look at today's lesson. Today we're going to look at verses 4 and 5 of the 23rd Psalm. It's one of the most important lessons, I think, out of the entire series. Because everyone will walk through times when they need to be close to their shepherd. And they'll be grateful that the shepherd is equipped to keep them close. So let's look at Psalm 23, verses 4 and 5. The first three verses of the psalm reveal the character and the work of our shepherd. He is my shepherd, and he makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. He has the purpose, the intent to restore our souls, and he'll let us rest there until he puts us back on that path to righteousness for his name's sake. This psalm is about the care that the shepherd gives us or wants to provide us along this journey of life. He leads his sheep where they need to be and along that right path. And when they're restored, he sets them back on their feet again and he leads them down the path. Right after the psalm teaches that, it teaches this passage that's one of the most commonly quoted passages from the New Testament. It describes why each of us should want to stay close to the shepherd, not just follow him, but to be careful not to wander off. Remember, David was a shepherd, and he knew what it was to be able to keep his sheep safe. That's the relationship God wants to have with you. That's why God wants you to stay close to him. Right after he talks about leading us along the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, he talks about where every path always goes. Everyone's life journey has a valley or two or five. Psalm 23, four to five says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. In Palestine, there is a literal valley. It's called the Valley of Deepest Shadows, and it leads from the Dead Sea to Jerusalem. Interestingly, that part 
of the Holy Land is still a dangerous place today. Scripture never promises that if we walk with the Lord as our shepherd, we won't have any problems. In fact, Scripture promises the opposite. David talks about walking the path of righteousness, even though that path leads through the valley of the shadow of death. That literal valley in Palestine, called the Valley of Deepest Shadows, that still exists today, was a dangerous place. There were a lot of crevices where predatory animals would hide. There were places where human enemies would hide, looters and thieves and robbers, to steal the, th the flock away. So the shepherd led, their, led his sheep through that valley, but he kept them close. How did he do it? He carried with him a rod and a staff. The rod that was used to beat off a wolf. The staff that could be used to pull a wandering sheep back into the line, back from a dangerous spot onto that path again. Jesus promised that in this world we would have tribulation, but he told us to be of good cheer because he had overcome the world. Our good shepherd is leading us through our lives, but he leads us knowing that the path to heaven has valleys. And he wants to keep us close for those times. David had experienced a lot of valleys in his own life. He was forced to flee from King Saul for fear of his life. And King Saul pursued him with his armies because he knew that David had been made king and he didn't want that to happen. David ran for a lot of years. He was the king for a lot of years before he actually ever took the throne. He was forced to live among his enemies for a time. He lived among the Philistines so that he would be safer from King Saul. David also succumbed to personal sin. Most well-known was his sin with Bathsheba. And that created circumstances, that relationship created circumstances that would lead to his family breaking apart in some ways. The consequences of that never really left him. The first child he had with Bathsheba died, remember. And David knew that the baby's death had been a result of his choices. Bathsheba's husband was positioned in the front lines of the battle because David hoped he would be killed and not able to come home. David's son raped his half-sister and David's discipline of Amnon made the rest of the family angry. His oldest son, Absalom, was angry when he found out that David was going to give his kingdom to Solomon. Solomon was the son of David and Bathsheba. Absalom wanted his father's throne and felt like it should have been his right. But David had promised it to the one who was spiritually able for that, to do that job. 
And so Absalom staged a coup in the kingdom and forced David to even flee Jerusalem and his home in fear of his own son. David understood what a dark valley looked like. And David understood what a great need he had for the presence of God in his life. What would you describe as your deepest valleys, the dark times of your life? We've all had them. And chances are we've walked through those valleys differently. One time than another. I've walked some leaning heavily on God. I've walked others thinking, I've got this. I can get past this. I can do this. And it's a very different process. I received some advice decades ago. I was just a young 24, 25-year-old woman recently married, and I went to a revival, and the preacher there did a Q&A at the end of it. An elderly man asked, uh, what do I do with my life now? My wife of 50 plus years has died, and I don't know what my life is to look like. I remember the revival preacher ministered to this older man and gave him encouragement. But after he was done, he turned to the rest of the congregation. He looked at all of us, including this 24, 25-year-old young woman, and said, the best time to get ready for the difficult times in your life, for the trials of your life, is today, right now. That's how you prepare and I've never forgotten that. It has been proven true in my life over and over. You can run to God when things get dark. You can run to God when things get scary. It's so much better if you're already next to him. That's what it means to have the Lord as your shepherd. That's what it means to follow him, walk close to him, even through the valley of the shadow of death. You don't have to fear evil, but understand that doesn't mean evil isn't there. There's a reason the shepherd carries the rod and the staff. It's not in case there's evil. It's because he knows there is. It's one of the things we don't talk about enough out of this passage in the psalm. We need to practice daily the presence of God in our lives. We need to know his voice because we will go through a valley. And I want to talk about those valleys for a little bit. First of all, I want you to notice he uses the word through. Every valley in your life has a beginning and an end. The only mistake you make walking through the valley is to let the shepherd move on without you. It's to stop in that dark place and stay there. Yes, you will go through the valley of the shadow of death and it gets really dark and really scary in the midst. 
do you know you can trust the shepherd that's by your side in those dark and dangerous and frightening times of our lives? There are enemies, but we go through the valley. It's not a cave. I often say it's a tunnel, not a cave has a beginning and it has an end. Joy comes in the morning, but there are some long valleys and there are some long and dark nights. Some valleys are shorter than others. Some valleys don't have quite as many attacks. Every valley has predators. And I want you to carry this through your next valley. Jesus, your shepherd, is there to fight for you. He carries the weapons he needs and he doesn't lose the battle. Jesus is capable of guiding you through the valley. There's a great verse that Jesus said. He said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. As I said, the only mistake is to try to climb out of the valley on your own instead of following your Lord, your shepherd, through it. His voice will be there. He will guide you. But what I want to say today is that his voice isn't the only voice in the valley. There is a verse that I learned that changed my life. You can be comforted knowing Jesus is speaking to you. You can be encouraged knowing he is leading you. But Jesus' voice will not be the only voice that you hear. Jesus will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies because he knows your enemies are present. He will give you what you need, even when you're faced in the very presence of those enemies as well. His word is the truth, but his word will not be the only word you hear. It's common to feel alone or deserted by God when you go through these valleys. It's how it feels, but how it feels is not the truth. We can't let feelings define what is true. We know the truth of God's word says Jesus is there with us. I love the verse from Exodus 14, 14 that says, he is fighting for us. We need only to be still. But even though Jesus fights for us, even though his voice is recognizable and we can follow him, knowing he will lead us through the valley, it doesn't mean the enemies will not come at us, most especially the voice of the enemy. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, what we need to do when the other thoughts come, when the suggestions come, that are not from the shepherd, when the leadership comes that is not from God's Holy Spirit, from the voice of Jesus himself. 
There are thoughts, and they're dark thoughts sometimes. There's sadness that seems to weigh us down like sheep that have been drowning in deep water. It's that I want to speak to now. In the valley, you will also have the presence of Satan. You will also have his voice. And when that happens, there is a spiritual battle you can pick up and do. The Lord will help you. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We destroy arguments and every opinion that is raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to make it obey Christ. It's one of the most important lessons I have ever learned. You will have many thoughts. Some of those thoughts will be authored by your shepherd, and those thoughts will encourage you and move you forward and give you peace and comfort as you walk through the valley, even the valley of the shadow of death. But there will be other thoughts as well. Take captive your thoughts and ask, is that thought something the good shepherd would have said to me? Is that thought beneficial? Is that thought moving me forward? If it isn't, take that thought captive and make it obey the word of Christ. We don't want to walk through the valley beaten up by Satan's suggestions, Satan's ideas, Satan's discouragement. The shepherd will protect you from the evil one. But it does not mean the evil one can't shout at you. It's something to know when you walk through those valleys. Satan does not respect our grief. Satan does not respect our fears. Satan does not respect God's word. Instead, he uses the valleys of our life when we're at our most vulnerable place to wage some of his worst attacks. So, the best way to get ready for the valleys is to make a diligent effort to learn and know well so that you can easily recognize the voice of your shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. Do you know the voice of the Lord in your life? Do you know he will never say anything that contradicts the word of God, his scripture? Do you know that Satan has a voice too? And it will be your spiritual discipline to take captive those thoughts and make them obey the word of God in your life. You can know the voice of your shepherd. He will anoint your head with oil. They 
The shepherds put oil on a sheep's head because the flies would bite. They still do bite over there. And the oil would keep the sheep from being bitten. But a lot of times the oil was used to soothe them after they had been bitten. Kind of describes what it is to walk through the valley, doesn't it? We are protected, but sometimes we still take a hit and we can trust the Lord to care for us, to anoint our head with oil. And he doesn't just anoint us physically to heal us physically. That oil is also used to anoint a person spiritually to be healed. That's the shepherd's job. He doesn't want to just bring you through the valley. He wants to bring you through the valley stronger than you were before you entered into it. He wants to redeem the dark times for your good. It's when you come out the other side of that valley that you can realize what God has done for you, what you have learned by walking through it, by the presence that Jesus had in your life, by the strength and encouragement he gave you, by the love and the courage you felt to walk it. We've all known people who have come through incredible valleys and are some of the most devoted Christians in the kingdom. These valleys are hard. They're also the best way to the other side of the darkness. It's the path of righteousness that we're called to walk, but we're called to walk it for his name's sake. And when you step out of that valley into a green pasture where you're safe, where the shepherd can relax and you can too, you'll look around and realize the joy of all that you have come to know about your shepherd. You will realize the provision that he has given you in your life, the healing that he has done to your body and soul. And your cup overflows with the joy of knowing that even in the worst of times, you have a great love present in your life. And so I close lesson three with this thought. All of us are sheep. All of us are prone to wander. And those who have made Jesus Christ their Lord have a shepherd, even for those times. Pay attention to when you feel the Lord is drawing you close. It could be he knows there's a valley ahead and he wants to get you as near as he can. A good shepherd knows when to pull the lambs really nearby. Maybe you're very strong in the Lord and you've been walking with God for a long time. Pay attention to when things get hard in a person's life so that you can be a shepherd, so that the good shepherd can use you in their lives to help them draw close to the Lord during those hard times, those valleys of life, and know that even in a valley, 
the shepherd stays right near you. He provides you with that table in the presence of your enemies. He beats off the enemies and he pulls you close if you go a wrong way. Because he plans to bring you through the valley and out into the clear pasture. Don't stop. Keep going. You know his voice. You have his word. Follow. And even the valleys of life will cause your cup to overflow with the joy of knowing that God is your provider. We'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening today. We all know life can get in the way of our best intentions to study God's Word. That's why we're here, to help you consistently stay in Scripture, understand it, and apply it to your daily life. So make sure you hit that follow button wherever you're listening so you'll never miss an episode.